Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. name we pray. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. You can grab your seats. And it's so powerful seeing um, people get baptised. And, you know, it's just Steve was saying, it takes you back. You know, it took, as I'm watching it, it's taking me back to, you know, my, the beginning of my journey with Jesus. You know, and I, I remember, you know, 20, 20, nearly 24 years ago now, you know, I, I prayed a prayer, you know, gave my life to Jesus. The reality is this, when I prayed a prayer, asking Jesus to come into my life, I really didn't have a clue what it was about. All I knew was that life my way wasn't working, you know, and, and I was willing to try something new, you know, and someone told me, hey, Jesus can forgive you, Spencer, and Jesus has got a plan for you and a purpose for your life. And they said, hey, why don't you pray a prayer, put your faith in Him? And I said, okay. You know, it was, you know, it was interesting because up until that point, I would have called myself an atheist, would have called myself an atheist. I'd never really thought about that, just something I used to say, you know, I'm an atheist, you know. But actually, when push came to shove and I was at a tough point in my life, all of those barriers fell and I began to be open to the concept of, hey, maybe there's a God and maybe this God could help me. You know, I remember I prayed a very simple, very powerful prayer, ask God to forgive me, invite Him to come into my life. And the reality is from that point on, everything began to change for me, you know. And, and when I got baptised, it really was a, an outside symbol of what God had already done internally in me, you know. And uh, just like these people today, you know, I, I, I was just putting my faith in God. And, you know, and I look back now, I'm thinking, man, the best thing I ever did, best decision I ever made was when I opened up to the possibility of, hey, maybe there's a God. Maybe he loves me. Maybe he's got a plan for my life. My life's gone so much better God's way than it ever would have gone, you know, my way. And so, it's, you know, and today I'm, I'm thinking about the people being baptised. I don't know all of their stories, but I have the great privilege to know some of their stories. And they've come from all different experiences of life. You know, there's people in the pool today who've come from a background of addiction, you know, who've said, man, I was at the end of the road and you know, their last ditch hope was to cry out to God and the grace of God's come into their life, broken that addiction and they're now walking into a recovered life, a new life. There's other people in there, they grew up in church. You know, they came along with mum and dad, but at some point on that journey, they realised, how hey, I've got to make a decision for me. You know, I, I can't have faith through my parents. I've got to make a decision now to put my faith in Jesus. Now they're getting baptised as a sign of that. Others got invited to Alpha by a friend and had no idea what they were coming to, but came to Alpha for some free food and to talk about spirituality. And next thing they know, they've come on a journey of putting their faith in Jesus. And now they're being baptised. It's incredible. I, I know one person in the pool, they came to church with their spouse. And they came to church for a long period of time, never put their faith in Jesus, but they liked the community. They, they belonged before they believed. You know, so they came along for a period, and this isn't a short period of time, of several years, this person came along for. And then one day, they had a revelation, man, I want to put my faith in Jesus. You know, I've loved the community, but I want to know the one that this is really all about. You know, and they put their faith in Jesus and God began to transform their life from the inside out. I want to encourage you, today could be the day that God transforms your life from the inside out. If you open up to Him and make a decision to say, hey God, would you come into my life? I love it that the Bible says that anyone and everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus will be saved. So it's not a question of will God accept me? It's a question of, hey, will I invite Him in? 
want to share with you a passage of scripture. It's called Matthew. It's from the book of Matthew. It's chapter 3. It's 13 to 17. And this is when Jesus gets baptised. And it says this, Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be baptised by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I either need to be baptised by you, and yet you're coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Allow it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfil all righteousness. Then he allowed him. After he was baptised, Jesus came immediately from the water and behold, the heavens opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and settling on him. And behold, a voice from the heavens said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. It's an incredible passage of Scripture, this, because it's Jesus, who, the one who pays the price for our sins, right? The one whose faith we're putting our, our faith in when we become baptised, but He Himself is getting baptised. It's, it's interesting because we get baptised to show we've got faith in Him, yet again, He Himself is choosing to be baptised in obedience to God, His Father. And, 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 and this is a monumental turning point in Jesus' life. Jesus has been waiting for this moment for 30 years. So Jesus has been living up until this point a very ordinary life. He's been in, in the training of life and his life has looked very ordinary. And, and it's interesting because he's now stepping into kind of the fulfilment of his life or he's beginning to begin to step into all that God has purposed for him. And yet he's 30 years of age and in his time, the average lifespan was 35 years. So the reality is he's waited nearly to the end of his life, right? Before God then says, hey, now you're stepping into the fullness of what I have for you. And so Jesus has been patiently waiting for 30 years. During that time, he's been a son and a brother within his family. He's been a carpenter within his community. Jesus was a tradie people. And uh, it's, it seems that he's been living a very normal and very average life up until this point. And then from his point of baptism, he steps into this new life of ministry and in three years turns the world upside down. Transforms the planet. You and I are here today still talking about him 2,000 years later. Right? There's people saying today, declaring in this water, hey, Jesus has come into my life and he's transformed my life. And so what Jesus did in those three years was incredible, was incredible. But you know, he could have thought all in the 30 years leading up to this point, he could have thought, why am I making tables and chairs and hanging doors when I should be healing the sick and raising the dead? You know, he could have thought, why am I stuck in a small town when I should be calming storms on great seas? You know, he could have said, hey, why am I still living at home, eating my mum's cooking when I should be feeding the 5,000? You know, but Jesus understood and got a hold of, hey, there's a time to wait and there's a time to go. There's a time of preparation and there's a time of launching into. And so timing's everything in God. And there's some of us here today and we're saying, and God's saying to us, hey, you just wait. Hey, hold your ground. Hold your ground. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I was talking to someone recently and they were asking God about the season they were in their life and God said, hey, just keep taking the next step. Just keep it. Sometimes life's like that. God's telling us, hey, just wait. And there's other times when God says, okay, now's the time to go. Now's the time to launch out into something new, into something fresh, into a new experience. So I want to do something new in your life now in this next season. And that's what was happening for Jesus 
when he was baptised. There's some people here today and it's your time to step into something new. For some people here today, it's your time to step into a relationship with God, to put your faith and your trust in Him. God's calling you, saying now's the time. Today's the day. Put your faith in Him. And at the end of this service, I'm going to give a very simple opportunity for people just to say, hey, yes, Spencer, would you pray with me? I want to begin a relationship with Jesus. I want to encourage you. Why don't you take that opportunity? Put your faith in Him today. You know, Jesus' baptism was the start of a new phase of his life. It says that Jesus was baptised and he came out the water and as immediately as he came from the water, it says, behold, the heavens were opened and they saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and settling on him. And behold, a voice from the heavens said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. This, this picture that it gives of this, the Holy Spirit, this presence of God descending and landing upon Him, it talks about a dove landing on Him. It's talking about this infilling that God wants to give to every person, this, this empowering that God wants to give us that we might live the, God's, the life God's called us to. You know, you know the things that you wanna do but you don't do and the things you don't wanna do but you do? It's talking about that God can empower us to live the way that we know we should and the way that we truly want to. It's talking about that God can do for you and I what we cannot do for ourselves. And so Jesus, this power of God, this Holy Spirit of God is coming upon Him at this time. It's it's incredible. God wants to bring that power, that, that presence, that closeness of God into your life and into mine. You know, baptism is a sign of turning from the old to the new. It's, it's a watershed moment. It's, it's, it's a line in the sand. It's a life-defining point in time. And for those being baptised today, they're stepping into a whole new season in God. That's why I love it when people are praying for those being baptised. Often they say that, hey, God's now going to do something great in your life. I'm so excited to see what's next for you because they understand this is a fresh start, a new beginning. Something great's going to come as we are obedient to God. And you know, it says there's an interesting phrase in this passage I've shared with you where it says that John's baptism was to fulfill righteousness. It says, But Jesus answered, saying to him, Allow it at this time, for in this way is, for, is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. What's he talking about? Well, Jesus had come to planet Earth. The Son of God came from heaven to Earth. Why? To live a perfect life and a blameless life. That He might go to a cross, die on it, rise again from the dead, and in so doing, pay the price for the sins of the world. What's sin? Sin's falling short of the mark. Sin, sin is when I, I didn't do what God intended for me to do. You know, every human identifies with this issue, right? None of us have lived a perfect life. All of us have made mistakes. And some of us feel, hey, I've made too many mistakes to ever come near God. And others think, hey, I think I'm good enough because I've made some mistakes, but my good outweighs my bad. And what God's saying in this is, hey, all of you need forgiveness. All of us need forgiveness. All of us need this righteousness that comes through Jesus. And so Jesus is, is, is declaring, hey, I'm going to pay the price for the sins of the world. Righteousness means morally upright. It talks about integrity, right relationship with God. And it speaks of being accepted by God. And what I love is that you and I, as we place our faith in Jesus, all that comes to us. It's incredible. It's incredible. You haven't got to earn your way to God. You haven't got to live the right way to get to God. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. You come to God just as you are and you get righteousness from what Jesus did through dying and rising from the dead. And you get power, you get power 
to now live differently. That's what I love about God. That's what I love about God. He, he forgives us of our past sins, but He empowers us to live different, you know. We need both things, right? We need both. I need forgiveness and I need power to change. And Jesus promises to give us both. Jesus doesn't get baptised because He needs to repent. Repent means to turn or to change because He's never sinned. But you and I are baptised because we're saying, hey, I'm repenting, I'm turning now my life. I've gone my way, I'm going God's way. I've gone one way, I'm going another. It's this turning, this, this 180. We used to call our new Christians Club 180 because basically we, we would say, man, you're doing a 180 now. You're going this way, but now you're going that way with God. You know, and that's what it's talking about. When we get baptised, we're saying, hey, God, I'm repenting. God, I'm turning around now. God, I'm coming for you now. You're the centrepiece of my life, the priority of my life. And I'm right before God because of Jesus. And I'm blown away by God's kindness and His love toward me and toward you. And I now want to live in faithfulness and honour in my life towards you, God. And you're going to empower me now, God, to do great things. Not because I'm a great person, but because of your grace and your power that's enabling me to do it. And I'm going to boast now, God, not in my capacity, but in your grace and your love and your mercy and your empowering. And man, it's incredible where God can take your life if you let Him take control. But I think we, we so struggle with this, you know. And I'm sure every believer will identify with this. You know, we can give it to God, then we take it back. <laughs> it's like, we trust you, but do I really trust you, you know. It's that place to say, God, take the control. You know, it's like, God, drive the car of my life. You know, some of us, we've got God in the passenger seat. We're the driver. We're taking, maybe we're taking some directions, you know. Or we've got God in the back seat, you know. We'll ask Him if we want some help. You know, for some of us, God's in the boot of the car. In a calamity, we get Him out the boot and ask, hey, would you help me? But God wants to be driving our lives. We should be the passenger. You know, hey God, what you want for me is so much better than my best ideas. Hey God, would you drive the car of my life? And you know what? Every person I speak to has made that decision. I've never yet heard one person go, man, made a big mistake, give my life to Jesus. <laughs> Wrong error. Don't trust that guy. You know, it's like, I've never heard that. I've never heard that. All I hear is, wow, there's peace and mercy and grace in following God. Wow, I feel peace like never before. Oh gosh, God's leading me into exciting things I never thought I could do. Wow, fear's dropping off me. Wow, anxiety's breaking off of me. Wow, I've got this this purpose and hope and, and faith I've never had before. Whenever people talk about giving their life to Jesus, they always follow that with how their life's got better. So I want to encourage you today. Maybe today's the day you should place your faith and your trust in Jesus. Why don't you give God a try? You know, I remember before I came to know God, I tried, you know, counselling and psychology and all these other things that are very good and very helpful. But for me, without God, none of them were sufficient to change me. None of them were sufficient to give me purpose and meaning in my life. But once I got a hold of Jesus, all that other good stuff began to work in my life. And I've done therapy since becoming a Christian and it's been really helpful to me. And so I want to encourage you that when you give your life to Jesus, incredible things can happen. It'd be great if the band could come out just as I share this last point. Talks about how Jesus came out of the water, the, the dove, which is this, this identification of the Holy Spirit, lands on him to empower him. And then it says that a voice from the heavens said this This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Now, after Jesus' baptism, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he fed the hungry, he clothed the poor. 
and He forgave people of their sins, right? He paid the price for the sins of the world. He did all of that after His baptism. Before His baptism, He'd done nothing really, except lived a very ordinary life. And yet God says to him before He does anything, I love you, I accept you just as you are. I love it. This is my beloved Son, listen, with who I am well pleased. <laughs> so God is saying to him, I'm so pleased. I haven't done anything. I'm so pleased with you. I haven't done anything. Jesus has done nothing yet. And yet God is so pleased with him. Friend, you've got to get a hold of this. You've got to get a hold of this, that Jesus absolutely loves you just as you are, absolutely accepts you just as you are, absolutely commends you just as you are, is proud of you just as you are. Does God want to now use you for something else? Absolutely. God's got plan and purpose for your life. And Jesus is just about to step into something incredible the next season. But God's making it very clear to Him. My pleasure in you and my joy in you is not dependent on any of the things you're going to do. It's dependent upon who you are who you are. Jesus is saying, I see you. God is saying to Jesus, sorry, I see you. The Father is saying to the Son, I see you. I see you. And God is saying to you this morning, I see you. I really see you. God God sees right into the core of who we are. And He says, I absolutely love you. I absolutely accept you just as you are. I'm so proud of you just as you are. For some of us, you will not better receive that. As I say, you will not better receive that. When I sat in your place before I knew Jesus, you know, and that was said to me, I couldn't receive that, you know, but God's grace and love has come into my life. And over time, I've come to that place to understand, man, God loves me just as I am. I don't have to do anything. don't have to do anything. I could do nothing more from this point and God's love for me would never decrease. God's acceptance of me would never decrease. His joy in me would never decrease. God loves me and accepts me exactly as I am. God loves you without you doing anything. God loves you in spite of what you've done. Wow. God loves you in spite of what you've done. God loves us just as we are. He loves us no more, more, no less for what we do. You are enough. You are accepted. You know that when we understand this, when we really understand this, and we begin to walk with Jesus, shame begins to fade from our lives. Fear just starts to leave our lives. Peace floods our hearts. Striving ceases. I'm going to prove anything anymore. I have nothing to prove. I can live in the love and the freedom of God and be who He's called me to be. I don't have to prove to the world that I am someone. Man, so many people on a quest to prove to the world I am someone, prove to their family I am someone. I'm content in being exactly who I am and who God's called me to be. Here's the awesome thing, is there's great things in all of us that as we just surrender to God, He'll bring them out. There's not a person on planet Earth that does not have incredible gifts and talents and something to bring to this planet. There's not a single person. And God will bring that out as we make a decision to surrender our lives to Him. It's from this place of loving and acceptance that God can really use a human life. It's from this place that God can fully use our lives to help and serve humanity. Hey, why don't you stand with me? We're gonna sing together right now. I'm gonna give people an opportunity, just a moment to pray a very simple, but very powerful prayer to connect with Jesus. Come on, let's sing. Thank you so much for joining us online today. 
Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.